You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on The Cooligans, we are talking about the UEFA Champions League final. We know who's going to be there. It's going to be City against Chelsea. We talk about Christian Pulisic getting frustrated, being disrespected, the American player being disrespected, the American coach being dis- disrespected, all right? We got to stand up for ourselves. That's right. Plus, we talk to the queen, Megan Rapino. We talk about her dunking on the former president. We talk about her going to the White House. We talk about her playing career. We talk about everything. It's absolutely amazing. Megan Rapino is on our show. That's <laughs> and more today. On the Cooligans! Yo, it's me, Dave Vianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Yeah, baby! Okay. Yeah. I just smacked my microphone, <laughs> my camera shaking. My face, bro. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm so excited about today's show. I mean, I'm about to break my equipment. You gonna right? trash the place, bro? I feel bad because like you pay security on that place, didn't you? <laughs> okay, was this Aerosmith in the early '80s? All right, damn, we'll hell of a reference. Uh, Hello, yeah, Tame Impala well- ain't trashing a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host uh, the funniest soccer show that has ever lived in the universe. And today is another example of that. Yep. It also happens to be the gulliest. But I think you already know that, right? Like, why am I even saying that? Okay. And yes. And, uh, you know, we we only get the gulliest of guests uh, on this show. Well, and it just so on- happens we have the absolute gulliest of guests. <laughs> okay, the uh, it is it is Mother's Day. We are we are celebrating queens. Okay, not uh, not the borough. All right, this is uh, we are absolutely thrilled about today's show because we're going to be joined by none other than World Cup winner Megan Rapino. I'm what? sorry. Who? <laughs> Megan. Oh wait, Rapino. I don't know if you know. There you that. go. So okay, Carlos now Cordero, I understand. That's, it. that's the way he's. <laughs> you know, dude. Megan Rapino is going to be on this show. How insane is that? <laughs> uh, so stick around. Uh, she will be uh, with us a little bit later. But holy smokes, uh, we're, I'm absolutely thrilled. But there's uh, so much uh, to discuss in the world of of soccer, of football, uh, especially uh, you know just recently. Obviously, the, the, we know who the who the Champions League finalists are going to be for the men's side and the women's side. And interestingly enough, Chelsea are going to be at both. Yeah, that's right. So if your friends are English soccer fans of the men's or women's game, they're about to become a little more annoying because <laughs> it's an All-England final in the men's uh, Champions League. And Chelsea's also there. In the women's Champions League, so yeah, yeah. Great. so this is gonna, yeah, yeah. There's, it is the the the, the perfect formula for an obnoxious Chelsea fan. Okay, yeah. uh, you're gonna. Get... Why even say obnoxious? To be completely honest, <laughs> it, yeah. why why you're using all these extra words? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> no. Also, uh, you know, uh, I think yeah, everyone was a uh, Super League founder, right? <laughs> Okay, look, they, they, you know, the the Super League uh, inventors uh, had it all figured out. They knew what was going to happen. But even in uh, Europa, if United and, and Arsenal get there, look at that. Okay, 
It's it's rigged, bro. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the so let, let's talk a little bit about the, the Champions League. The fi- the men's final obviously going to be uh, uh, Manchester City and 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 Chelsea. The uh, we we have to talk about the the semi final. Chelsea against uh, Real Madrid, which was a, a, a pretty incredible game. An incredible Kante, game, balling out of control. But a lot happened after the game. One comments from Christian Pulisic. Uh, you know, he was asked uh, about starting. He didn't start this game. Uh, but when obviously when he got into the match, he made uh, all the difference, right? He, he was able to help close out the game. Nobody could finish their chances, and he he, he set up Mason Mount uh, to close the game out. But after the game, he was asked, "Are you frustrated uh, that you're that you're not starting?" And not only did he say he was frustrated with not starting, he also let me made translate it very- what he said. He was like, "Yeah, B, can't you see it on my face?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, you saw what I did out there. It, Damn, it's crazy. I'm- <laughs> I'm balling, though. Okay. Old Tommy Tooks uh, not giving me the respect I deserve. All right? He's like, don't be asking me. Has Tooch. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But and, and that's the energy he gave. He was just like, yeah, I, 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 I he, he said specifically, I've I had to continue to prove myself over and over again, which you, when you say the over and over, you don't say that out of like, I this is. It's so fun to prove myself to yeah. to my manager over and over. That's no. not like saying like they let me go on the roller coaster over and over <laughs> again. It's not the same energy. No, not at all. Uh, he, he look he, he look. I, I w- whether it's um you know like a, a minute management or health concerns or whatever. Well, they it's said diffi- he started it, Kai Havertz because he's taller. He's like six three, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and yeah. he gives you a better chance with the aerial duels, which you know. He didn't get a score a header, but he, but he got close. I mean, yeah. he did hit the crossbar off the head. Look, I, I would say that in this scenario, it was a pretty good move. Uh, Kyle Havers did have a pretty good game, even though he didn't finish great chances that, that he had. Uh, but he did, uh, you know, he, he was dangerous uh, to, to Real Madrid. Uh, do, you think, in the- do you think Christian Pulisic should have started? Uh, yeah, there's. I I can't find a reason to say no. It's a bigger. You, how many chances did Chelsea have in that game that they couldn't finish? Christian Pulisic is in that game. I, I believe the game is is closed out in the first half. So here's here's what I think. Who the hell are we to tell Tuchel what to do? The guys had 18 clean sheets since he first became manager, and he's about to go to the Champions League final. I mean, I get it as Americans. I'm wearing the crest right here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I get that. I'm like, yo, Christian Pulisic should be started. Look what happened when he came in. He he's dangerous. He draws defenders in. He puts his uh, you know, his his attackers in better positions to score. Clearly, clearly makes the team tick. Yeah. That said, Tucho seems to have gotten everything else right. Yeah, and I look, I, I like that that uh Pulisic is frustrated, and I like what how uh, Thomas Tuchel is managing as well. I think this makes Christian Pulisic a better player because he's fo- he's the, the frustration is making him uh, a, a better and higher quality player. And and at some point he's going to earn that that where it's going to be undeniable that starting spot. But in this scenario, I like an angry Christian Pulisic playing U.S. Men's National Team, being frustrated. It's like, all right, I got to prove myself. I'll prove myself till I'm 50 years old and, yeah. and whatever. <laughs> He either starts to, you know, get angry and like develops into a player that starts or he starts showing up to these post game conferences with like a whiskey in his hand. <laughs> and he like, go ahead, ask me the question. You know it. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> the other uh, quick thing I want to mention, the, uh, the, the 
Eden Hazard, after the match, uh, the reaction by uh, Spanish media, they lost their minds. He was laughing and joking around with his former teammates uh, after losing in the Champions League semifinal. Did you know Eden Hazard murdered Zinedine Zidane? (laughs) That's what you would assume based on the reaction of Spanish media for laughing with former teammates. Yes, check out our Twitter, at Soccer Cooligans, if you haven't seen the the, the clip of uh, El Chiringuito, which is like a gossipy soccer show in Spain. But, I mean, it's literally... The oldest of old men being like slick back hair. <laughs> the, you- the 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 villain in a TV novela is the guy <laughs> who's hosting the show, and they use the director and producer of a, of a soap the, opera the drama, because the music is wild uh, dramatic. Yeah, it is. It is uh, highly. Uh, I mean, it, it is a Marvel movie production uh, <laughs> to talk about how much Eden Hazard hurt us and hurt. You know, it, it is. It, it, it it's. It's the, the sensitivity. I, I just really can't believe it of these adult grown men. Bro, they start with everyone in dark. Like they, the lights are off and they slowly put the lights on and he's sitting there already. And he goes, two Absolute years madness. he's been milking uh, Real Madrid. In it Spain. is wild. Uh, the last thing I want to uh, talk about uh, was uh, Jose Mourinho got a new job. Okay. Who is hiring this man? Yo, this man's LinkedIn profile is looking clean. It's looking good. He is always on top of it because he, can, he cannot... Not be out of work. It's incredible. Yo, Jose Mourinho is texting his friends like, yo, you might get a call from Roma. I put you as my reference. <laughs> Just say you did GM a Tottenham and you wish I stayed. Sen. <laughs> Just mad. I, look, I don't think this is going to work out uh, for Mourinho. Of course I think it's, it's, it's not. It's a, a decline. Who's going to want to play for this guy after uh, literally every, the, even the last couple of weeks, Paul Pogba was asked about the comparing Jose Mourinho to uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And he's just like, essentially, uh, paraphrasing, he's basically like, I, this dude, he's not nice. He is just not a good man. You know? <laughs> and Ollie's nice and makes me play better. Real simple. Uh, I don't know. Wh- I feel so I bad for Chris Smalling, who's loaned out to Roma right now from United. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I thought I got away from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they went all the way to Italy to get away from him. Uh, Henry Mkhitaryan obviously played at Manchester United as well. Also, a little bit concerned about Brian Reynolds. All the, uh, all the uh, uh, data suggests that uh, Mourinho doesn't play the kids. Brian Reynolds is a kid, also, an American kid. Mourinho's a little the older. <laughs> you, don't, you don't understand that Americans are good now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Things are different, baby. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I don't know, Brian Reynolds. Go fix one of the computers or something. We're trying to play soccer here. Do you even know how this works? <laughs> Hi, Christian. Yo, uh, CONCACAF Champions League, right? As we like to say, the real Champions League. Two MLS teams going against each other, and you think, well, that's not going to have any drama, you know? Yeah. And then we get to the press conference, (laughs) and, uh, you know, uh, our homie, Jim Curtin, coach of the Philadelphia Union, is straight up saying, like, hey, yo, you could lose, you could win, it doesn't matter, but sometimes... You got it. You can't be an asshole. And everyone's like, hey, uh. I, I love, uh, I, I'm, let me, remind me to never go to you to quote anybody. I mean, that is, uh, it is, Jim like Curtin is para, now from Jersey. I like to paraphrase, you know? <laughs> it is just, uh, you, you jerseyed, jerseyed it up. I dialed uh, it up to Philly, you know? <laughs> okay. I Look, let me, uh, let me tell you what he really meant to say and how he meant to say it. Yeah. it look, Jim Curtin is, uh, should we dedicate a Jim Curtin segment every week because he is on this we're talking about him again another another week you know he was first on for for the fit and now he's on for the fight 
Okay. I, okay. <laughs> I like what you got, did there. <laughs> obviously, the uh, second leg against uh, Atlanta United, they, you know, Union were up uh, 3-0. It was going to be very, very difficult for Atlanta United to come back. But, uh, yeah, after the game, you, you know, and even in the in the first leg, I mean, there, it was it was a chippy game. Like, this is now... A, a new rivalry, I think. Uh, but it's also for- CONCACAF. Like, you're supposed to CONCACAF it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And how, how rich how rich is it that uh, Gabriel Heinze, uh, uh-huh. the, the Argentinian manage, uh, manager, uh, is upset that players are flopping? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> are they yeah. pretending to be more hurt than they really are? <laughs> you, you, you might want to remind me. Where yeah, are you yeah. from again, I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. It was <laughs> yeah, chill, bro. What is what is Jim Curtin too good at it? Is his team too <laughs> good at it? Jim Jim Curtin's post game comments. I mean, there there was a lot. It, it was a a it was packed with a lot of uh, frustration. But you got to read between the lines, though. Yeah, you know he made. We kind of now know what happened, but nothing's exactly been said. But here's my assessment of what happened. I think Jim Curtin may have felt as though Heinze was speaking down to him because he's an American coach. And I'm sure Jim Curtin, being the Jim Curtin we now know, (laughs) was like, hey, yo, fam, I can't hear you talking from the winner's position. You might want to come get at me later. Yeah, because he gave, you know, he did that with all due respect. He's a great player, great coach. Uh He's uh, won everything. But, you know, he he could still be an asshole, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, But he was like, and he said, I'm kind of tired of it. There's good foreign coaches. There's good American coaches. And I think this is part of an issue with MLS is that if you're someone like a Jim Curtin, you have to fight for respect in your own league because you have people coming in from foreign leagues that have, you know, maybe glossier resumes with, you know, with a lot of shinier names on it. But you're like, we're at the same level. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this is this, this is the same, uh, uh, you know, battle for respect that the American player has to have as well. This is happening. This is on the pitch. This is in 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 the technical area. They have to, you know, Jim Curtin played in MLS for a long time. He he is has that mentality and has that mindset. Like, yeah, I have to earn my respect because regardless of how well we do and how how much I outcoach you. There's gonna be a, a how how could this American coach have defeated me? There's a little right. bit of that. They must and, have cheated. You know, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so when when uh, Heinze wouldn't shake his hand, there is a little bit of all right. You, you know, we 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 battled. I shake my hand uh, as a man. Let's just let, you know, let's show each other respect after the after the two legs uh, are over. And because when he said, you know, I'm I'm. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I, I forgot exactly what he said. He basically said, I don't want to deal with that anymore, or I can't, I don't want to take that anymore. If it didn't feel like it was just those two legs, it felt like this was a the whole uh, lot like, of legs. He's <laughs> there's so many, okay. There's a tarantula of legs, okay. okay? Uh, this may have been more of a centipede or a millipede, <laughs> whichever one of those has more legs. I'm not gonna sit here and do math now, <laughs> but no, I, I like this, um, attitude. I like this as coming from an American coach. We're not used to seeing it, and and it not only did uh, he, you know, c- coach the team well, the team, the union looked good in Champions League. I mean, it wasn't a, you know, up being up those those, those three goals in that first leg. It wasn't a uh, accident that any no. of those. There weren't like fluky goals or uh, things like that. They uh, Philadelphia Union won, 
And I I honestly think the the future of matches between uh, Atlanta United and Philadelphia Union are going to be a, a, a little bit, but you know the way Atlanta United has this rivalry with New York Red Bulls that was created, especially in the playoffs. This is going to be one that because you're already seeing the the you know Atlanta United fans and Union fans going at each other a little bit uh, yeah, on social media. This will be so, fun. I okay. will say, don't you? You've noticed the difference in Jim Curtin since he posted. Him wearing the gullia shirt on his Instagram. I'm just saying, it's a different Jim Curtin now, right? <laughs> I look, you know, it is. Uh, yeah, I, I, when when the documentary is made, uh, it's there's gonna be a turning point. You know, like behind uh-huh. the music, there there's always that turning point. <laughs> That's gonna be it. Okay, we gotta we gotta get back to our our roots and do some unboxings. Okay, wow. All right. <laughs> So very uh, nice. Uh, shouts to let first off, uh, shouts to uh, Oakland Roots because they sent us uh, a nice little uh, 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 envelope. Uh, let's see what's in it. I kind of want to. I have a feeling I know what it is because I've seen. I yes. follow them on social media, <laughs> and yes. they are putting in the work. Yo, yo! All right, right, I let's probably don't this. need to rip this open because there's an opening on the bag. So I don't need to be a maniac as I open this. But this is, I mean, oh, this is beautiful. First of all, shouts to them for going with the social media on the back. Oh, I, I just got a, a Polanco. Why, okay, why I think Polanco? yours probably didn't fit. Yours <laughs> a little longer. <laughs> no, I don't know why you hit me with, a, with the number zero. Uh, they, they're all, they all have zero. I did uh, confirm that. They, they're all just say zero. Uh, oh, for, dude, the it's more of an beautiful. O for Oakland. Oh, Okay. I mean, okay. it's a zero, but I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Oakland Roots. Uh, shouts uh, to them. Obviously, they are uh, now. Oh, we, we got different ones, too. I didn't realize. Yeah. Well, uh, see, this is what I was about to say. They understand big dudes, right? Black makes you look thinner. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. The other thing. Uh, okay. Not, my dog is eating the uh, the paper. Uh, okay. So that, okay, you well, hear that? You, hear you that? know what? Nutmeg gets a little bit of a treat. How about that? <laughs> okay. Um, the Can we just talk about the packaging? Yes, we got another one. Second up. Beautiful. Uh, uh, Orlando Pride sending us a very a, a Space Age uh, uh, packaging. Uh, but look at this. Ooh, look at this. We have at Astra 2021 Orlando Pride jersey. We wanted to make sure that you were one of the first ones to get your hands on the new threads for 2021 with uh, Central Florida Space Coast and Ad Astra jersey. That's so cool. I love the inclusion of what makes Orlando great other than just Disney. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they took they took this to um, uh, to space. They took the, these kids actually went to space. This is beautiful. All right. Nutmeg is about to shut off my computer. Okay. <laughs> Also, I don't know if you see this. The back is like mesh. It's like see-through. All right. Look at this. Your boy about the wifey's going to be like, please don't wear that. Uh, (laughs) People don't need to see that. (laughs) I don't want to see that much of your body uh, (laughs) during during the day. (laughs) Beautiful kid. Thank you so much, Orlando Pride. Obviously, best of luck in uh, uh, this this season. Obviously, with the the NWCL season starting up soon. Best of luck to the Oakland Roots as well. But best of luck to us coming up next because we're going to be joined by Megan Rapino herself of uh, the U.S. Women's national team ol rain world cup winner uh you know uh donald trump dunker okay right. probably <laughs> so. your twitter feed probably your instagram feed she's about to be on our show <laughs> so come through 
Hey, Christian here, just breaking in real quick. We, we will get right back to the episode in just a second, but I want to make sure I give a shout out to our sponsor for today's show, Live Breathe Football. Live Breathe Football has supported the show. They make incredible gear. Uh, you are familiar with them. You see people uh, rocking their gear all the time. You saw Dwayne Wade rocking the the maestro turbo shorts uh recently as well and uh livery football they make graphic tees uh hoodies uh sweats socks everything uh great great uh gear whether it's uh if you play whether you just want to look fashionable uh you got to check out livery football the maestro pants and the shorts are, are my personal favorite i wear them all the time especially during this quarantine been rocking them like crazy you can wear them uh as pajamas you you can wear them on the pitch. You can wear them on the bench if you ain't getting any playing time. So I highly recommend them. So uh, go to livebreathefootball.com and football spelled F-U-T-B-O-L. Uh, livebreathefootball.com and use the promo code Gulliest for 15% off. Head over there right now. Pick up some dope gear. Look your best. Look fly. So get over there. Livebreathefootball.com. Promo code Gulliest. It's not very often that we have a Blondor winner. <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> uh, it sounds like something you order at a deli. Yeah, let me get a Blondor with uh, egg and cheese. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this is absolute honor. Uh, World Cup winner. Okay. And let me tell you, I sometimes rate the, the how famous uh, someone is by does my wife know who they are? And yeah. how bad does she freak out? Before I get to the second syllable of the name, you know, and uh, Mega Rapino now seems to be the top of that list because this is an absolute honor for us. You may have seen some clips of us talking to her on stage in Charlotte, but bruh, she is on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one, the only, our president of the United States of America until recently, where she did a very nice, peaceful transfer of power to Joe Biden and President Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, Megan Rapino, everybody. What's good? What's happening, guys? How are a peaceful transfer of power? You were like, all right, okay. now I will show up to the White House. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm back. Um, I'm back. I, this, I cannot believe I'm saying these words. Make, Megan Rapino is on our show. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, we're absolutely honored. Uh, there are a billion questions we want to ask you. Uh, it, we don't even know exactly where to begin. Uh, the, uh, my curiosity right there, Alexis just mentioned, uh, uh, going to, to the White House, you and Mitch Purse uh, uh, were there. Can we talk a little bit about that experience? Because uh, it looked pretty cool, especially in slow-mo. <laughs> I know we, yeah, I mean, we got to be in the, you know, now infamous walking hall, walking uh, pictures that it seems like that's the only pictures that the White House are releasing <laughs> these days is uh, <laughs> the VP and the and POTUS walking around. Uh, I mean, it was, it was so cool to be, I mean, it's just like, obviously, you know, the, the administration before was not, not cool uh, to go to the White House, but just in general, I mean, it's, you know, a very historic place. Um, and for Midge and I to be able to go and just know that we had like the full support of the presidency of the United States of America behind what we were saying is is ridiculous. Um, you know, it's just like we're like looking back, we're like, right, right, Joe. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Facts, B. Yeah, he's yeah. Just like, 
Yeah. You might uh, want to co-sign yeah, some of this real quick, Joey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Give me a mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, like, in all of the fun sort of joking, uh, like, you know, just us kid in the candy store ways, it was amazing. And then obviously able to bring, you know, equal pay and what we've been, been talking about for a while to that huge platform, um, you know, for someone like me to be welcomed to the White House, for someone like Midge to be welcomed into the White House like that and, and supported in this platform was just incredible for the both of us and obviously for for the larger fight in equal pay. And let's talk a little bit about uh, the fight for equal pay, because, uh, you know, you guys have been very vocal. You in particular sort of took this. I don't know that you would consider yourself in this way sort of a leader, but I think a lot of us as fans sort of looked to you and said, OK, let's see where where does Megan think it's at now? And, and uh, uh, ruling it just come across um, that it was denied. But an offer was made and you guys have denied that. Where where does that sit now? Where does the fight go to next? Um, we're kind of in the same process. So we settled a few of the, um, you know, the, basically the non-compensation sort of lifestyle claims that were left, um, in the previous ruling from, uh, from the court in California. So those have been settled. We, we had to settle those before we moved on to appealing, you know, sort of the, the whole crux of, of the lawsuit, which is the, the compensation, um, you know, gender discrimination compensation claims. So, those other claims are are done now, and now I think we're we're right about to to start the appeals process. As always, and as we've always said, our ears are always open for settlement talks. Um, you know, I mean, I think ideally uh, we wouldn't. You know, ideally we wouldn't have had to file the lawsuit, but ideally now, you know, a year and a half, two years later, um, you know, we we should be able to get to a place. I mean, I, I'm hoping that there is a, a sort of change. Um, a, a paradigm shift really um, in U.S. soccer and in the board at U.S. soccer, because I think everyone just realizing that like we're just dragging this thing out. It's like there, there's no there's no winners in this yeah. right now. Um, everybody's spending all kinds of time and energy and money. We're coming up to another world championship where, um, you know, our faces are, are going to be everywhere. And, um, <laughs> you know, it, it would be great if we could go forward, um, you know, with the Federation, the Federation can, can start to get on board and, and be a leader in the world in this. So always, this is the only team we can play for. We're the only players that they can have. So we sort of have to exist in this. So uh, I'm always, you know, willing to listen, um, you know, to the settlement talks, but it, it needs to be, um, something real and it needs, uh, you know, likely it needs to hurt a little bit for, for us soccer. I think that's kind of when, you know, we're getting close to, uh, close to something that's meaningful for the players, not just from, you know, a back pay standpoint, but actually setting the game up, um, and, and really changing the entire landscape of the future of, of not just women's soccer, but soccer in general moving forward in this country. Yeah, and I, I think there is, you, you mentioned like a, a paradigm shift, but I, I think the paradigm shift is also being a, a affected in, in just how uh, women in general discuss, you know, equal pay in, in every field. I, I mean, people, do, you know, people look to you as a leader in soccer and women's soccer, uh, but just for human beings in general, and, and you're almost, you're, you're, Pink hair, your purple hair is like part of the equality. It is, it yeah. is that. No um, pressure, uh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I gotta but keep because, it. <laughs> you know, people do look to you uh, uh, to that degree, and there's also that, like, 
you know, I, I don't know what your political aspirations are. Uh, we, you know, we introduced you as the president of the United States. So clearly expectations are being placed. Uh, <laughs> but the what does that um, is that an active decision to uh, to, you know, to be an athlete and also uh, take on that pressure of really trying to change the world? Well, I was just a one-term president, so I could always go back. I got, I got another term under you my belt. You for one more, for sure. In my back pocket, I got that term. Uh, I'll get in there, probably change it to more terms. You know how it is. Um, I mean, I think for me, honestly, and I think for a lot of people on the team, and I'll just you know extend that further, even obviously, you know, uh, my fiance Sue being in the WNBA and being you know close to that, it, it kind of comes as a necessity for us, like. Ultimately, it is a choice. You choose whether you're going to speak up about something or not. But, you know, so often I think female athletes um, and, and athletes in general get in this place where it's like we're the ones that are perfectly situated to, you know, have the most impact or at least talk about these things. And I know for us on, on the women's national team, it, it did start as, OK, our, you know, we feel like. Um, you know, we were discriminated against and our contracts were, were not fair. And so we filed this lawsuit, but it turned into something so much bigger. I mean, we're speaking, I feel like on behalf of so many other women in not just in sports and around the world, but just other industries as well um, that don't have the ability to, you know, hop on the world famous cooligans. Like, you know, people don't, <laughs> they don't have this ability. They can't talk to the New York Times. They can't go on, you know, meet the press or uh, whatever, whatever I sort just, of I love that we're all in the same breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the same thing. on the same list. So yeah. I'm glad you did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> New York Times, Cooligans, everyone knows what it is. But, you know, we, we sort of, you know, we, we kind of realized like, okay, this is actually so much bigger than us. Um, and I think for myself personally, I mean, I just have the, the core belief that everybody has a responsibility to make the world a better place in, in whatever way you can be most effective in doing that. So clearly I'm really lucky to have this platform that, you know, so many other people have helped build over the years that, you know, now I get to stand on and, um, you know, hold the microphone. And so I, I just feel like I, there is change to be made. Like I'm, I'm seeing the world change around me in so many different ways. And, you know, having all of these athletes have a huge impact on that, I think is, is inspiring. And, and ultimately it's like, what are we here to do? Like, yeah, okay, we're going to play sports. Like I'm going to, you know, play until I'm however old it's like, and then what? Like if, if your legacy is just only on the field, I don't know. To me, I feel like it's a wasted opportunity. So um, I, I guess in the end it, it is a choice, but um, I feel like it's, it's a really easy choice and, and something that, um, you know, kind of comes out of necessity, but also it's like, we're, we're getting to see the world change around us and we're a part of that with other female athletes and other activists and in, in sort of other areas and i don't know to me i don't see it as any kind of burden it's it's really an honor to be honest well yeah, you said I, what's next i mean are we possibly talking to future congressperson megan rapino future ooh. representative state representative <laughs> megan rapino <laughs> that feels like <laughs> awful to be honest <laughs> I, you know i think I, can you just I, find a way to take marjorie taylor green's seat yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah goodness yeah i'd have to live in florida you know ash and Allie need to take that mantle uh because they're the ones living living down in florida um you know honestly i feel like so much of our politics has just become this like popularity test i mean you're seeing in the recall of the governor uh, in california caitlin jenner um has thrown her name in there and it's like you know what you are an exceptional athlete. You're not an exceptional politician. Like I think that <laughs> yeah. about myself. People always ask, like it takes 
a ton of skill and like institutional knowledge. And like those people are like talented politicians. Like, I think people need to think of it that way. Like they actually have like a talent uh, for doing the politicking. And like, I love talking about politics from my perspective and from my lane. But I honestly think that it's become, you know, too much of a popularity where it's just like, yeah, I, I probably could be a, a, you know, a representative of some kind or, um, you know, win a district here or there. But like, am I really the best person to be doing that? Maybe I can just talk about the person who is actually the best person to be doing that. So unless it's the president and then I'll, I'll probably just do it. You know, I'll nice. Do you can get like a real politician as the vice president, make them do all the work. You take all the exactly. photos. Exactly. I'm That's like, how cool it gets works. Christian does everything. I just stand here and smile. I'll be the yeah, face of this project, okay? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you mentioned, we uh, mentioned legacies as well. And, and I want to mention this because this was such a, you know, as far as what we, we try to give back to the game is like as, as stand-up comics, we, we want to uh, add some levity to the game and add some jokes and stuff like that. And one thing I love is that when we're doing stand-up, uh, it's really difficult to do jokes about soccer most of the time because people either don't know the game or don't, like, they don't know what? who we're talking about. Yeah. It's, really, like, it's really, really challenging. But I do a joke about you and everybody, <laughs> and everybody gets it. And it's such a great feeling because the, you know, the, especially the, I mean, the, the, the I, ain't, I ain't going to the fucking White House. Right. That is was such a popular thing that literally uh, broke. It was it it transcended every genre of anything because people knew what uh, what we were talking about. But that moment, uh, you know, what was amazing about it is obviously you had to deal with negativity from Trump and all the the tweet. The the, the joke I do is essentially about how Trump tweeted. He thought he was tweeting at you, but he tweeted at just some other girl that was named (laughs) Megan Rapinoe. Right. So but the fact that it was about you know you uh you know uh, i only respect winners and blah 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 and then you backed it all up uh, <laughs> that feeling was just like yes yes there's nothing anyone uh, can say but that um being being known for that because a lot of people do know you for that what was that of uh, 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 you know there were so many more people aware of who you were and what your mission was because of that moment what did that feel like yeah, I mean, in the in the moment, it was so wild. I mean, let's not get twisted. I am petty, so being able to like be the highest level of petty and like win the game and score the goals and like ultimately win the World Cup and then just be able to sit back like, oh, this is. Do you want to revisit that? Yeah. Should we? You, should did we you say something about winners? Because yeah. I got this thing in my hand. Are you talking about me? Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so there was a uh, there was a petty Betty that was very happy with the whole situation. Um, and then I think honestly, like even in the moment, it just it all just totally made sense. It was like, look at the person who he's attacking. Like you're attacking a woman, you're attacking a gay woman, you're attacking a woman, you know, who's got pink hair and who talks about, you know, e- equality just generally and who like genuinely cares about equality. And it's just like. It was all just so ridiculous in the moment. Like there, it, it just you saw him totally unravel right before our very eyes. Especially to to women who don't back down. I mean, this is obviously totally his mo, but it just felt like I was everyone in that moment, and like everyone was just kind of like, no, we don't have to like take this. Like we're we're bigger than this. We're better than this. We can we can choose a different path. So it, it never felt like. Trump was just attacking me. Um, it just felt like 
it was an attack on, you know, on women, on gays, on, on sports, on, you know, anyone that, that speaks truth to power. So yeah, it, it was empowering in a lot of ways. And I think, you know, the team totally took it in stride and it wasn't like this, like, Oh my God, the president <laughs> is tweeting at us like during the biggest game of our lives. <laughs> but like, it was, it was kind of jokes because it was just so ridiculous. Like it was like, he was just trying to like take me down in this way. But because everyone knows me, they're like, what? Like, first of all, they're probably going to win. So this is going to be awkward in about, you know, two hours. Um, and yeah, just kind of like fired us up and was wild. And, and honestly, it totally backfired. It made me so much more popular than I than I probably ever ever would have been. So I was like, oh let me just thanks. Take that little booster, put that backpack on and we're still flying. Here the, we are. Um one of my favorite moments was getting a chance to speak with you on stage in front of what I remember is like 15,000. It was probably closer to 3,500, but it was just a sea of kids <laughs> yeah. screaming your probably name. 50,000 kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, all the kids in North Carolina showed up. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But no one cared who Christian and I were. They were all Megan, Megan the whole time. We're trying to tell jokes and stuff. And we're like, we get it. She'll be here in five minutes. Can everyone relax? Um, in that moment, though, the day before, there was a, a little girl who came up to us. Um, and I don't know if anyone shared the story with you and was so excited, had given us something to give you that day. And we said, why don't you just come back tomorrow? And she said, my dad won't let me because it's Megan Rapino. So and this I mean, how old was this girl? Maybe eight, nine, ten yeah, years yeah, old. A little girl. Yeah, yeah. Hearing that. I mean, one, it goes to show just how far your message got. But doesn't that also give you the idea that there is so much more still to do? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Like uh, that kind of just like, you know, breaks my heart for that little kid that, you know, I feel like little kids just see things like through this really beautiful lens. So probably what they were seeing was just like, you know, someone who had some wild hair, who, uh, you know, had a certain presence on the field, who was scoring goals is probably what that little girl wanted to see, you know, and then to to think that, you know, her dad was – I don't know, not, not with it or whatever, for, for whatever reason, when really all I'm, I'm trying to do is, you know, and the team is to set up, uh, you know, a, a situation where that little girl can come in and, and do, you know, 10 times what, what we've done. Um, but I think too, it, it does say a lot, like, and I think this is, you know, part of what I've, you know, realized and try to always continue to keep in my mind is that like, when I talk, like a lot of people listen, whether they like it or not. And so, kind of balancing that responsibility with, you know, always trying to continue to speak truth to power. But I really try to do it in a way that doesn't alienate a lot of people. I don't think it's useful to just be like, oh, all of, you know, everybody who voted for Trump is a horrible person and everybody who didn't. It's like, well, that that just leaves us in the exact same spot that yeah. we are or, um, you know, turns people off of women's sports, honestly, right from the jump. So that's kind of like, that's really sad and heartbreaking for that little girl. But I think also we are breaking through because she is watching the world cup and she yeah. is seeing the team play and, and whether it's me talking or Ashton Alley talking or crystal or whoever it is, like you're going to hear that unified message and she's going to hear that message. If she watches other sports, if she watches the WNBA, if she's turning an NBA game on, like, you know, I, I think athletes using their voice now is just so much more powerful and I think when we're all sort of doing it together and saying the same things, I think you can start to 
to break through. Um, I would love to talk to that dad and, and just, you know, really honestly ask like, what about me minus the F bombs that sometimes just slip out of nowhere. <laughs> what, can, what nobody can been, control those. Nobody yeah. can control that. I mean, I don't know when they're coming or where they're coming from. Yeah. But like what, you know, what is it about me or that, you know, whatever I'm saying that you don't want your, that you don't want your daughter to hear and which way am I saying it that that is unacceptable for your daughter to hear that you don't want your daughter to meet you. I would love to, to hear that. And how do we break through that? And how maybe do I better explain my message or, um, you know, how do I sort of get across to that father that ultimately, uh, we're, we're both trying to do the same thing, provide your daughter the most, you know, amazing childhood and, and opportunity that she has to be successful in the world. I'm glad okay. you want that because Chris and I were like, yo, dad, you're trash, B. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, it. The most, That's it. That nicer response. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out ways so that I could fight this dad. I know. Yeah. <laughs> How can I drag your body to the park? <laughs> it, it's very strange. I mean, look, we've been doing this show for uh, a couple of years, and as, as we've been privileged enough to meet uh, players like you, uh, so many uh, who are, are 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 really again like really trying to change the world, and there is a there's a, a certain sense of like you know I, I find myself defending you right I'm we're not close friends right but yeah. I, but <laughs> I I feel like part of the fight is to be like all right well this is this is her perspective this is where she's uh, where she's coming from uh, and it, it's just such a, a wild thing especially after after we meet players. There is a certain now they're like, okay, now this is my blood sister. Okay, now we have to do, I will die for this woman. Right, right. You catch these hands if you say something wild. Exactly. (laughs) Just know that. Yeah, Megan Rapino ain't here, but we are, and we're kind of part of the Rapino family now. So I want to talk a little bit uh, about, let's talk about soccer as well, because you are uh, in, uh, obviously, uh, NWSL, the the Challenge Cup is coming up uh, uh, real soon. The, the, the final, the rain, uh, unfortunately, are not there. But you also did not get to play every game. It's a whole other thing. Uh, we'll sort that out later. But the, uh, I, I do want to talk about uh, the rain this year. I mean, I know uh, just recently, I mean, obviously, a, a big change in Ali Long leaving and going to, to Gotham FC. Uh, but the, 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 the rain, uh, you know, have always been a, a solid uh, squad. What are, what are the uh, expectations for, for 2021? I mean, I think really and truly the expectations are a championship. I mean, they, they always are, but um, I think this year we're actually like have a realistic chance um, of getting there. And, and that has to be the standard. Uh, we're, we're still waiting on a, a few players uh, rolling in late um, from Europe. And obviously we've had, you know, international players come in. The national team players came in late. Uh, we got, a, you know, a few of the Challenge Cup games under our belt, but just trying to get everyone healthy and and, in the same place. So we've had a a little bit of a kind of up and down and consistent um, preseason, but I don't think anyone's too stressed about that. We have a lot of time um, to get ourselves right. And obviously the season goes, you know, well into October and uh, November this year. But I I think with, you know, the players that are supposed to be coming, um, you know, to, to bolster the squad, I think we have um, a really good chance. Obviously we've, you know, our, our noisy neighbors to the to the south. Um, they also <laughs> they also beefed up their team. Um, obviously, they have a lot of good players, and you know around the league, the the, the quality of the league is there, um, and it's super competitive. So that's that's always our hope. I mean, that's like the whole point of anything is to win. 
um, and to continue to be a successful franchise. So that's kind of what our eyes are on. And um, yeah, we've been sort of up and down and I've had, you know, a couple just little injuries that I've been nursing. So it's been a little frustrating for me personally. I felt like I had a really good start to the year and then just, just had a couple things that a couple speed bumps that I wish weren't there, but um, you know, ultimately using this opportunity to get ready for the Olympics and then come back and, you know, have a, a pretty long season to focus on after that. Well, and obviously, I don't know where you find the time for all this, but you also have a brand uh, that you've started with, along with uh, Kristen Press um, and uh, um, Tobin uh, Heath. Heath, that's right, called Reink. Um, mm-hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about that. And why can I not find any double XLs? Everyone's buying the double XLs. Uh, <laughs> what's it like? Val Paschal, one of our Gully Squad members, says, how does Reink decision making work uh, work with all of you guys in that room together? <laughs> well, Kristen is the boss, of course, and uh, we all know that. So that's really how the decisions get made. Uh, no, I mean, we really started. I mean, I think going going back to like talking about you know, female athletes and and just athletes in general, you know, we kind of started the company feeling like the world really wasn't like made for us. And so we really don't fit into it in our whole selves. And I think that's something that I've realized definitely over the last couple of years is like to try to squeeze myself into this like idea of what a, you know, a, a female soccer player is, or even a very successful soccer player. It's just, it's just too small. So we wanted to just do something different. We wanted to explore um, kind of our whole selves. And we just had uh, kind of an inkling that there was a lot of other people that that felt that way also. Um, I'll put in the note about the double XLs. Let's get get more of those uh, coming your way. But it was just an opportunity for us to, you know, express ourselves creatively and try to, you know, tap in, I think, to this feeling that, that we had all along um, and that we generally have and uh, see who else feels that way. It's so hey, swaggy. Uh, it's so swaggy. <laughs> Rapino, this has been an absolute <clears throat> honor. I, I, I want to get to plugs very quickly. I have one quick question. Maybe you can answer it very quickly. This is from one of our Gully Squad members. Yeah. is our supporters group. Uh, had a great question. It is from Gabe Lajas. He had asked, over the last two World Cups, which match were you most worried about before it started? I'm sure it was very minimal, but maybe there was some uh, concern. Oh, man. Um, 2015, I mean, probably the final just because Japan is so difficult to play against. Um, Obviously, I have the experience of uh, losing to them in the dying moments of 2011 and just knowing um, you basically just chase the ball around for forever and then hope you get like, you know, a few counterattacks where you can or Carly's like scoring goals from half field. Yeah. yeah, Um, So that was (laughs) that's always stressful playing them. Um, Oh, this one. I mean, the, the match against France was just huge obviously they're an incredible team you're playing you know in france iconic stadium the whole thing and you just know how much it i mean you could it's just like palpable how much it meant not only to the players but to the fans as well so and and you know if you lose it's like you lose in the quarterfinals like that's that's less like crash so you don't want to do that that would be like a terrible ending even though that game should have probably been later on in in the schedule um for the the fifa puppets they need to you know do the schedule a little bit better but um i mean honestly our our last you know the the game against france and then the game against england where i couldn't play i mean my anxiety was through the roof against england like it's just it's so difficult to sit on the bench and just not have any outlet for your stress at all and there's penalties and all these things. So I think the, the, the France game is probably the, the most nerve wracking um, kind of okay. going into it. 
yeah, was yeah. for I us mean, too. It, it, it felt like it felt like a final. It was yeah. uh, it, it was yeah. incredible. Okay, uh, Megan. I, I mean, you are welcome back on this show absolutely anytime. We have a billion other questions that we couldn't even really get to. But thank you so much uh, for joining us. Is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off? Um, I would just say heading into the season, like get on your Paramount Plus subscription, check out when the CBS games are on. Um, you know, get a season ticket whether you're in the city or not. Um, if you have the means to do so, um, you know, sharing uh, all the information, just like, like, don't just say like all women's sports isn't popular. This like be a part of be a part of it. Get into it. Um, I'll say that about other women's sports as well. WNBA is just about to start. So got to plug uh, the future wifey on that one. But um, just just watch games, get into it, you know, talk shit on social media, like just just have fun with it and uh, support everyone because it's really uh, we're doing amazing things, not just on the field in the NWSL, but. Uh, Black Women's Player Collective is doing incredible things off the field, really being the leaders for all of us players and for the league as we, uh, you know, really start to use our our platform in the NWSL for social justice. So shout out to the Black Women's Player Collective. Okay, uh, well put. Yes, uh, look, absolutely. Are. We're trying to do our work as well, inviting every NWSL player we could possibly have on this show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's been uh, an absolute uh, delight. Okay, uh, okay, a couple other pieces of business. Uh, Megan Rapino, honored to have you be able to participate in this. We are doing our, it, it is becoming a tradition, our Golasso gift. Uh, we, yes, we will make a gift of any cel- celebration you want to do on this show. Uh, you know, what, what scenario could we give you that? That you, you have not already been a part of. There is no you know higher what? for pressure. some reason the court has said if you score in this match, then equal pay will be given, <laughs> and you happen to in the 90th minute score a curler from out of nowhere. What is your celebration? Oh my gosh! I mean, I'm tempted, you know, to throw up the money Manzel, but. Um... <laughs> That just seems very loaded. I don't know if I can do that. Um, oh my gosh! Um, you know, one of our one of our players, Jess Fishlock's little nephew, had this uh, dance. I didn't score in the game that uh, that I found out about it, but he does this like it's almost like what's that dance called? The gritty is that what's called? Where you like kind of like shuffle your feet. Who's is it the, like, uh, uh, that one? Uh, the, uh, it's like a, this NFL guy does it. You know what I'm talking about? But. He like does it with his hands. And he's like, yeah, the Vikings okay. wide receiver, uh, Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. So this there is a go. hand version of of that. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. I mean, look, next goal you score. I would, I, I would love to see this. We, we, you know, we have, right. we have this one. Uh, yeah. It might, it would be nice to do. That. Yeah, yeah. In the <laughs> I couldn't get it frame. in the frame, but you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness! Thank you uh, so much, Meg Rapino, for joining us. Absolutely honored. Uh, everybody, make sure you follow us at Soccer Cooligans on all social platforms. Follow at Fubo Sports uh, on all socials as well, and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel uh, for full episodes of the show. Uh, happy Mother's Day uh, as well. Again, uh, Ali and Ashlyn. Uh, 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 that, yes. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, no I love. Uh, oh, that was a good celebration too. Morgan, you, that's right. Well, you did that one. All right. Cool. <laughs> uh, all right. So let us end the show the way we normally do, uh, as is uh, tradition. Uh, so, Megan Rapino, please uh, join in uh, with us in this. Uh, so, for Megan Rapino, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the-